Hello everybody, I am Tanya Pandey and I welcome you to Quotes This Week on LiveLog, our weekly series where we discuss quote updates from the week gone by. Subscribe to LiveLog to continue staying updated. We'll begin the episode with judgments from the Supreme Court and then cover high courts and other courts. The Supreme Court on 25th February made an oral remark that the center ought to clarify the legal status regarding cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and whether dealing in them is an offence. The comment at the instance of Justice Suryakant came when additional Solicitor General Aishwarya Bhati for the Enforcement Directorate urged that the gain Bitcoin scam accused Ajay Bharadwaj is not cooperating in the investigation. Expressing concern about the long pendency of criminal appeals before the Allahabad High Court, the Supreme Court on 25th February laid down some broad parameters that can be adopted by the High Court while granting bail. The court ordered that a list should be prepared for the ones who have served more than 14 years and is not a repeat offender. The second category can be one where people have served more than 10 years and in one go bail can be granted, the bench of Justices Sanjay Kishan Kaul and M.M. Sundaresh said. The bench expressed disappointment in the manner the bail applications for accused who have been in custody for 10 to 17 years have been dealt with in the state of Uttar Pradesh. The Supreme Court, while dismissing a plea to stay the release of film Gangu by Kathiawadi, observed on 24th February that the film certificate issued by the Central Board of Film Certification CBFC, prima facie showed that the film was not defamatory. The observation was made by the bench of Justices Indira Banerjee and J.K. Maheshwari while considering an SLP assailing the Bombay High Court's order of rejecting to grant interim injunction, restraining the respondents from releasing the film Gangubai Kathiawadi based on the book Mafia Queens of Mumbai. While quashing notification issued by Bihar government that approved issuance of scheduled tribe caste certificate to Lohar community, the Supreme Court observed that the delay by itself cannot be used as a weapon to veto an action under Article 32 when violation of fundamental rights is clearly at stake. In this case, Sunil Kumar Rai and others had approached the Apex Court, challenging the notification issued by Bihar government in 2016. They contended that the Lohar community in Bihar is not entitled to be treated as members of scheduled. The Supreme Court has held that even for protected witnesses, Declared so under Section 173, Subsection 6 of the Code of Criminal Procedure, read with Section 44 of the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, 1967. The accused can exercise their right under Sections 207 and 161 of the CRPC to obtain copies of their redacted statements, which would ensure that the identity of the witness is not disclosed. A bench of Justices Sanjay Kishan Paul and M.M. Sundaresh allowed an appeal assailing the order of the Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh High Court, which had set aside the trial court's directions to provide statements of the protected witnesses to the accused after the special public prosecutor redacts the sensitive portions therein. In the case where a claim by the Revenue Authority was not lodged before the resolution professional after issuance of public notices under the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code before approval of the resolution plan, the Supreme Court of India has held that the claim which is not part of the resolution plan does not survive. A bench of Justices B.R. Gavai and S. Ravindra Bhatt has observed that on the date on which the resolution plan was approved by the NCLT, all claims stood frozen 
and no claim which is not part of the resolution plan would survive. The Supreme Court observed that in a check bounce case where the complainant or payee is a company, an authorized employee can represent the company. Indication in the complaint and the sworn statement, either orally or by affidavit, to the effect that the complainant, that is the company, is represented by an authorized person who has knowledge would be sufficient. Such a vermin and prima facie material is sufficient for the magistrate to take cognizance and issue process. A three judges bench of CJI N V Ramana and Justices A S Bopanna and Hima Kohli observed. Let us now go over important judgments from the high courts and other courts. A full bench of the Karnataka High Court on 25th February reserved its judgment in the petitions filed by Muslim girl students challenging the action of a government PU college in denying their entry for wearing a hijab. An important question before the court in this case is whether wearing of hijab is part of the essential religious practice of Islam and whether state interference in such matters is warranted. The court is also called to consider whether wearing of hijab partakes the character of right to expression under Article 191A of the Constitution and whether restriction can be levied only under Article 192. The Kerala High Court on 23rd February ruled that the admin of a WhatsApp group cannot be held vicariously liable if a member of the group posts objectionable content in the group. Justice Kausar Edappagat observed that this was so because vicarious liability in criminal law can only be fastened when a statute prescribes so. The court also recalled that it is the basic principle of criminal jurisprudence that mens rea must be an ingredient of an offence and both the act and the intent must concur to constitute a crime. While upholding a detention order, the Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh High Court recently observed that our constitution guarantees various freedoms and personal liberty to all persons in our republic. However, the constitutional guarantee of such freedoms and liberty is not meant to be abused and misused. The court was also of the view that preventive detention is based on suspicion or anticipation and not on proof. Reducing the life sentence awarded to a rape convict of 10 years, the Bombay High Court directed him to pay compensation to the child born out of his illicit acts, observing that the baby was also a victim as contemplated under Section 2WA of the CRPC. The 15-year-old rape victim had died four days after childbirth in 2015. A division bench of Justices S.S. Jadav and P.K. Chavan observed that the child's welfare was of paramount importance and directed the accused to pay compensation of rupees 2 lakhs. It appointed the Secretary, District Legal Services Authority, Mumbai, as the guardian of the victim child, currently in an orphanage. A defamation suit of rupees 100 crore is filed by pharmaceutical company Bharat Biotech against the publisher of The Wire, its editors and writers who have written denigrating articles against Bharat Biotech and its developed COVID vaccine, Covaxin. The court observed that Bharat Biotech is the sole vaccine candidate to be authorized to manufacture the vaccine for inoculation of children between 15 and 18 years and impugned defamatory and false articles published by The Wire will increase vaccine hesitancy. The court directed the removal of 14 defamatory articles from the website and internet within 48 hours. The matter has been posted next on 16th March. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. 
I'm Tanya Pandey for Live Law and you're watching Courts this week. Have a lovely day. Subscribe to our channel and press the bell icon to never miss a video from Live Law.